Welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor, as always, joined by my co-host, the briefcase, Casey Cobb. What's up, Casey? Good afternoon, Chuck. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I got some... Um, wasn't a, wasn't a great week for uh, college football in my... Well, I'd say it was about 50-50, but um, anyways, well, I, I'm hey- doing all right. Uh, Grizz looked good. Grizz, Grizz were playing well. They did. They did. They they had a lesser opponent, as did Texas, but the Grizz took care of business, and Texas got a win, which I guess is something to celebrate nowadays. Um, but anyways, yeah, we won't dwell on that too much. Um, your Aggies look good, though. Um, we will go over that. Um, but anyways, to, to kind of preview this, this uh, we're going to do two episodes again this week. For this one, we are going to go over some of our favorite uh, mascot names. So not the live, in-person mascot that the teams have, but the mascot names. We're going to give you some of those, uh, some of the more colorful ones that we think of uh, for college football that we always have kind of had an affection for. Then we're going to review and preview our picks for last week and next week. Um, And then we're going to wrap up the show with some final takes. So, Casey, are you ready to get into some mascot names? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Love right. talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, it is It is fun. There are some awesome ones out there, especially in college football, especially when you go into the FCS and D2, D3, which I did not. But if you have any, feel free to share. But um, I, I think we just, you know, trade off. So, you know, I've got a handful here that I that I uh, have an affection for, but – We'll just trade off back and forth. So, so hit me. What, what's what's uh, one of your favorite all-time mascot names? I think you're probably going to pick this one too. This may be on your list, but University of Alabama, Birmingham, the Dragons, the Blazers, oh, the, the Blazers. Yes. Oh yeah, that's the Blazers. I, I left them off my list because I figured you were going to tell them or you were going to give that one. So that is one for me too, though. But the Blazers, awesome, awesome mascot name. Yeah, I like that. I like that. The Blazers. Yeah, and the the picture, like the the actual picture they have of the dragon, like ble- you know, breathing fire, and yeah, that's that's always a super cool one. Um, when yeah, they... you can't beat that. The drag the dragon takes down anything. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's and you know when they quit playing football a couple of years ago, it's kind of like you know it's kind of upsetting because it was like man, we're not going to see the the Blazers in action anymore. But right. yeah, thankfully, thankfully they're back. Well, you starting off the Blazers. I've got one that I always love picking them in bowl season because it seems like they're always surrounded by excitement. Um, is the Central Michigan Chippewas, and that is just an awesome name. Like I don't know, I just I always love watching them in bowl season because it always seems like they're in some crazy triple overtime game. And uh, you know, added to that is the Chippewas is just such an awesome. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's like a squirrel or something. I don't know what it's supposed to be. No, I believe that uh, the Chippewas is a um, a indigenous Amer- indigenous American people. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah. Chippewas was a tribe uh, years ago in that area, in the Michigan area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's ringing a bell now. I don't know. Isn't there like mascot though, like a squirrel or something like that? Or maybe I'm just making that up. I thought that I don't know. I thought their picture or whatever, when that shows them is like some kind of rodent or something, but I, I don't know. I can't actually find them on here, but 
But yeah, I always love watching the Chippewas. They always are exciting to watch come bowl season. Oh yeah, yeah here had, we go. They had that. They had that bowl game. How many overtimes was it? Like I don't know, six. I think it was overtime. Like last year, two years ago. Yeah, I think it was. It was five or six. I want to say. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I watched the end of that. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. They they are always surrounded by a lot of drama. But what what's your second one? My second one is the, and this always gets me, the Stanford Cardinal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the Cardinal. I, I still I still don't know what that is. I meant to do a little research and look it up, and I just, you know. Well, well their mascot is, I, I want to say it has something to do with Cardinal Directions, but maybe I'm completely off with that. Like, I thought that had something to do with it, but their mascot, their in-game mascot is, of course, the tree. And I was saving because <laughs> – for the listeners, we're going to do a, a live in-game mascot episode as well uh, later on. Um, not today, but later on down the road. And the Stanford Cardinal tree has always been one of my fa- – I love that tree because he looks, like, so ridiculous. Like, if you look at pictures of this tree, and he's got, like, <laughs> paint – like, he's got, like, the stuck-on googly eyes, and the tree looks like crap. It's, like, falling apart. I don't even know what's on It's, like, dressed with – god knows what like it's just it looks terrible and it's hilarious so the tree is like one of the greatest live in-game mascots but yeah the cardinal confuses a lot of people send your hate mail to chuck talking about (laughs) what the mascot looks like but it's it's a joke like it means it's supposed to look like that but it looks so ridiculous like this tree and he's just like He's so crazy, and like whoever the tree is every year, like it's just right. it's awesome to see. Like that, that's such a great mascot. It says they refer to the cardinal as in the color. Okay, cardinal red. Yeah, yeah, cardinal red. Okay, yeah, I can see that. But I like it. You know, I just think it's kind of neat. The cardinal, I like that. So yeah, there's a couple of those like singular, like Tulsa. We played Tulsa last night, or yes, yeah, last night, and they're the Golden Hurricane. The Golden Hurricane. Not, not, the, not the Hurricanes, the Golden Hurricane. One hurricane. Well, that makes sense, you know. I mean, really, you don't have tons of multiple hurricanes. You know, well, you got the Miami out. Hurricanes. I know. And, and I mean, I, yeah, I don't know which way I'm on the fence. I wasn't really thinking about it that way. But, like, there are there are a couple of, like, singular – but it always throws us off, off a little bit when you see, like, that singular right. mascot name. But maybe they play more as a team. I know Tulsa did because they gave us a heck of a game last night. But yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That always throws you off when it's a singular, the Stanford Cardinal. Um, but anyways, uh, my next one is always. It always would come up uh, playing NCAA because they're the first team, like alphabetically, and that's the Akron Zips. And their little like fast rabbit running across the screen. I always loved the Akron Zips. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I love the random name like mascot names. It isn't really you know like a tiger is a tiger, a Longhorn is a Longhorn. And then there's like these ones that are just like descriptive of what like it's not really what the animal or mascot is, but it's just descriptive of it. Mm-hmm. And then the Akron zips because they're so fast, but it's like, you know, that could be anything. And they just chose a rabbit. Like, I just, I don't know. That's, I always like the Akron zips. I do too. And I've got that on my list as well. I, I, I like that. Okay. Akron yeah, there you zips. Go. yeah. That's a the good zips. name. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, what, what's your next one? So I guess, yeah, I guess we, uh, we kind of collu- um, agreed on one of them. So 
my next one that I like is the Army Black Knights. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I like that for a name. I think that's a good team <clears> name. <throat> the Black Knights, man, come thundering towards you. Yeah. yeah. And they always run a triple option too. So that's uh, I love watching the the uh, the military games with the with the triple option. But yeah, the Black Knights. I think that's a cool name. Yeah, the, the military games are always cool. The Army Navy game every year is I mean, it's just got such history. It's almost like Harvard Yale and it's right. it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest, rivalry game. Um it's definitely top three of all time. Like it, it goes way back and that's just yeah, that's a that's a really cool name. Army's got a cool ma- uh, mascot. Um, my next one is there's two schools with it, which I like, you know, unique names, but there's only two. Um, and that is the West Virginia slash Appalachian state Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. I always liked it as a kid. Um, just, you know, picturing, you know, especially the end game mascot. And I know we're not doing that, but the, the guy with the, with the musket and the, the call around his, you know, the, bullhorn or whatever around his uh you know sash or whatever and the the doe skin clothing and all that kind of stuff like it's just the mountaineer like it's just a really cool especially for west virginia it's perfect uh, yeah, really cool is. mascot that's a good one i like it yeah yeah what you got well my last one since we we both did the zips my last one is the richmond spiders the spiders oh yeah i know yeah. from, from march madness yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Yeah, you're right. For March Madness, you know, usually you'll see Richmond get into the uh, in, into the into the tournament. Um, but yeah, Richmond Spiders. That's great. You know, it's I believe it's the only university that has spiders as its nickname. So I think that's pretty special. Yeah, you know, got, I don't I don't know of another one yet. Yeah, we got like 20 teams or tigers or wildcats. Uh, you know, yeah. we got, and we got so many Aggies too. But spiders is I think it's unique. You know, I like it. I, I think that's a cool one too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I used to work with a girl that that went to Utah State, and to, you know, since you said there's so many Aggies, she thought uh, she wasn't a big sports person, so she thought that Utah State. She's like, yeah, I just like Utah State because they're the Aggies, and it's like really unique. You know, nobody's the Aggies. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you probably go to well, I was like, you probably go to the second smallest school at the uh, is the Aggies. And she was like, there's other, and I was like, yeah, have you ever heard of Texas A&M? They're, they're the Aggies. New Mexico State, they're the yep. Aggies. <laughs> I was like, there's a few of them. I mean, there's not a lot, but, like, there's well, a few of them. <laughs> Oklahoma State used to be the Aggies as well, a long time ago. Yeah, I think you've told me that before. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I knew that before you told me that. But, yeah, that's that's a fun fact for everyone out there. Oklahoma State used to be the Aggies. Um and there, there's another Aggie school. Oh, it's the North Carolina A and T because they made the bowl game last year. And I was like, "There's four Aggies. They're all in the. They're all made a bowl." Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, well, I've got three more, and I'll, I'll run through them real quick that okay. I, I could find. Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, awesome mascot, awesome like game go- mascot. You too. like that? Yeah, I I've like the Golden Gophers. Yeah, I've never been a fan of that. Go, I mean, a gopher. I mean, come on, that's not very intimidating. <laughs> I, right? like, I like the I like the super intimidating, but I like the ridiculous too, and I love the golden gopher <laughs> mascot guy running around. Um, another one was my favorite. I used to be a big, and I I, I won't say I am anymore because I don't root for anybody but Texas and Montana. But I used to be a pretty big Notre Dame fan because I love the Fighting Irish. I love the mascot, the guy with the top hat. I used to play with them all the time on NCAA. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, because I'm Irish and I just thought that was so cool. I had a little Irish guy running out there at the top hat and cane, you know. Um, the the fighting Irish was always really cool to me. I really liked Notre Dame. I still like them, but I, I don't root for them necessarily. It's a classic um, mascot, you know. It really yeah. is. Well, Notre Dame is such a storied school and it's just like Notre Dame, you know, like it's just really cool, like mm -hmm. school. It almost seems like a little bit more historic than any, it's almost like a Harvard, Yale, you know, like it's up there in Notre right. Dame, you know, they've got such history, but um, yeah. So I love the fighting Irish. And then finally, the last place I lived, uh, Huntington, West Virginia was home of Marshall. And I never really thought about it before I lived there and watched the movie. We are Marshall and all that stuff. But the thundering herd is a really cool, like that was just, Everywhere you went, it was like, you know, go herd, go, or, you know, like that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. like the thundering herd, like that's just, I, I kind of grew an affection to that. So really like Marshall, um, the, the thundering herd. That's just a cool, cool mascot name. Right on. Um, Good so stuff. You, Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's some of our favorite uh, mascots to kind of help kick off the, the NCAA season. Um, there are some awesome ones out there. Sorry we didn't mention your school. If you've got one out there that you think you got a pretty cool mascot, um, yeah, let us know because we'll uh, we'll let you know what we think about it. But for that, there's our uh, favorite mascot names. Uh, moving on, we're going to review and preview this week uh, our picks. We still have one more pick to go over from week one because they played on a Sunday. Um, after we had recorded, and that is Miami against LSU in week one. Uh, Miami took this one home, or no, sorry, LSU took this one home 33-17. to 17. I had Miami winning 27-20. to 20. Casey, you had Miami winning 21-17. to 17. We both got that one wrong. Yeah, we did. Way wrong. Um, Miami just did not look up to snuff, uh, you know, uh, LSU just kind of ran away with that one. Their running back had a really good game in that one. Um, and, you know, I, they just – they looked like the better team. Miami, you know, a lot of people criticize them for being overranked pretty often, and maybe that's the case again this year. Yeah, I think so. You know, I expected them to play better on defense because they had such a good uh, – such a good defense uh, last year with all the turnovers. But I guess the uh, the turnover chain did not did not help them out, and LSU, yeah, took care of them pretty well. So a little disappointed yeah. in our picks there. I didn't do too well that week anyway. So yeah, you went over three that week. No, I went over three that week. Yeah, not yeah. too good. You went two for three this week though to, pre to preview that. So that nice. Yeah, I'm on the yeah, comeback. Yeah. So. Um, just a couple notes about that game that I thought was interesting. Nick, Nick Brosette, the running back for LSU, you know, 125 yards, two touchdowns, had a big game. But also uh, Malik Rozier, the, the storied quarterback from Miami. Um, so his QBR kind of jumped out at me. QBR is a stat, a quarterback rating that uh, runs from 0 to 100 to rate the overall rating of the quarterback using a whole bunch of different metrics. But anyways, it runs from 0 to 100. His QBR, 12.8. Um, horrifically, Whoa. horrifically Whoa. terrible. Uh, he was 15 of 35 for 259 yards, but he threw a touchdown and had two picks. So terrible completion percentage under 50%. Um, 
Yeah, through two interceptions, 12.8 QBR, not going to get it done for Miami. Um, so that was from last week. This week we had three games as normal. Uh, let's start it off with UCLA and Oklahoma. Um, Casey, I had the score at 41-21. Casey had the score at 48-14, both Oklahoma's way. The actual score was 49-21 Oklahoma, so we both got pretty close in that one. Um, Casey, see anything interesting in this game? Redemption, man. Redemption, right? Redemption. Yeah, we finally got one pretty close. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought you meant for Oklahoma. I was like, what does Oklahoma have against UCLA? (laughs) Yeah, no, no redemption for Oklahoma. Redemption (laughs) for us as far as guessing our games. Okay, yeah, Um, yeah. Well, what sticks out to me is, like I told you last week, I think Kyler Murray's going to be somebody who's going to sneak into this. He didn't really sneak. I mean, get into the Heisman conversation with his uh, contributing to five touchdowns during that game. Passed for three, ran for two. He had a monster game. So I think we better watch out. I think he's going to be in the conversation here going forward if he keeps playing like that. Yeah, Kyler had a huge game. To compare with uh, Malik Rozier's QBR, Kyler Murray's was 91. So a little bit of a difference there from 12.8 to 91. Led, right. the, te- led the team in rushing with 69 yards. And then uh, C.D. Lamb having a big game for them, seven receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown. Huge game for him. Yep. Now they lost their running back. Uh, Rodney Anderson. Yeah, he got injured. I don't oh, know. I did not a... see that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a major injury or not, but yeah, he got injured during that game. So I did not but, see that. That's that's gonna be good. That's gonna be big for them because Rodney Anderson. You know, everyone wants to talk about Kyler Murray, but Rodney Anderson is a heck of a running back. Um, that that's really gonna hurt OU down the stretch if he's out for a yep. significant amount of time. Yep. Um. So anyway, let's go on to the second game. Probably should have done this one. Well, actually, I guess I could leave this one for last, but we'll go. We'll go second game. Um, yeah, you're doing fine. Yeah, so we got number two, Clemson, and that was number six, Oklahoma, against UCLA. Uh, Number two, Clemson, against Texas A&M. We both thought this one would be close. It was closer than either of us even predicted. Uh, I had Clemson winning 37-24. Casey had Clemson winning 38-31. The actual score being 28-26. Casey, go ahead and harp on this heartbreaker down in Kyle Field. Oh, my goodness. It was a great game. A really, really enjoyable game. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, really what killed AM, we had a fumble in the red zone when Mond went out with a cramp and Starkle came in and fumbled immediately and they went down and scored a touchdown. Had a missed field goal and blocked field goal. And, I mean, that's really the game. You know, if we'd have, if we'd have got points uh, there at that fumble, if we'd have hit those field goals, we would have been right there. I mean, we had an opportunity at the end of the game to tie it up, but it just didn't happen. Um, you know, of course, there are some calls we complain about, but at the end of the day, if we'd have done our job and held on to the ball, we would have we would have been, we would have won. We were in a position to. So, so it's either one of two things, right? You know, either A and M is is good, or Clemson sucks. I don't know which yet because I always get my hopes up when we play a good game like that. But after watching it, I mean, I felt good. We got a we got a young receiver who stood tall in that game. We got to watch out for. And I'll tell you what, Kellen Mond played an absolutely awesome game. So you better watch Kellen as we go as we get into SEC play because if he keeps playing like that, man, we're gonna go away. We're gonna go a long ways. I'm I'm encouraged. 
Yeah. Uh, Kellen Mond, definitely the hero for Texas A&M in this one. 430 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, couldn't have done it without Kellen Mond because that D-line from Clemson shut the rushing game down. The leading rusher yep. was Kellen Mond with 33 yards, averaged 3.3 a carry. Travion Williams, you know, we talked about maybe a crazy dark horse in the Heisman race. 17 carries for 31 yards. That's 1.8 yards a carry. Um, so, you know, and then it just goes down from there. But uh, Clemson really shut that running game down and forced Kellen Mond to throw the football, and he answered. Um, had a huge game. Kelly Bryant led his team in, in passing, obviously, in rushing. Um, but, you know, Clemson offense, you know, the, the, the A&M defense needs some, some praise too because they couldn't really get a whole lot going on offense. Um yeah you know, shut them out in the fourth quarter, which helped that A&M comeback. So great game. Yeah, if you missed it, uh, I got to catch the first quarter and about the second half of the fourth quarter pretty much. So, yeah, um, crazy game down in Kyle Field. We knew that this had the possibility, the potential to happen, and and sure enough, it did. Well, I feel um, positive looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, there is there is reason to be positive in Aggieville after this one. Uh, we'll have to keep our eyes on A and M as they finish out the season. Um, still a long ways to go, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so the last game is USC and Stanford, a Pac-12 battle. Uh, this one would probably would have been better to see at the end of the year because these two are probably going to be fighting it out for that Pac-12 title. But um, we got number seventeen against USC, number seventeen USC against number ten Stanford. Stanford taking this one home 17 to three. Uh, I had Stanford winning 37, 31 Casey, you had USC taking it home 31, 27. Um, so yeah, it, uh, I didn't really get to watch much of this one. Did you see anything worth mentioning? No, I didn't get to watch it, but it looks like Bryce love kind of got back on track in this game. 22 carries, 136 (laughs) yards, one touchdown. I mean, not like insanely back, but, you know, his numbers were respectable, so maybe that will, will kind of kickstart him into, uh, you know, uh, getting some, some more yardage, some more TDs, uh, some more touches on the ball as the season progresses. So, yeah, you know, I picked USC kind of as a, a upset because Stanford did not impress me in their, their first game. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. You know, Stanford played a solid game, but uh, – but we'll see. I know USC is going to be playing Texas here pretty soon. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. that's going to be so, our next pick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to go into the next week's picks. But yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I said Bryce Love. I predicted that he'd bounce back, and he he had a pretty respectable bounce back game. But Stanford looked dominant in this one. So, um, going into this week, before we do this week's picks, just remind you of the season score. It's Chuck five, Casey two. at the end of two weeks but we'll see if casey can catch up this week so with that we're going to preview next week's picks casey we got number 17 usc against unranked texas who you got in this one and what score (laughs) i can't pick texas man texas let me down the first game of the season i'm going with uh, usc to beat texas 21 to 14 chuck 21-14. 21-14. Pretty boring game there for the kickers. Huh? That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I uh, – geez. Um, yeah, I really want to pick Texas just because this is at home. Um, 
I think oh actually USC is number twenty two. My bad. They got they got bumped down. I need to fix that. But um yeah, because Texas is at home, I really want to give them one more week to put it together. And they, you know, they could. I haven't lost all hope, but it's really hard right now. I think this is gonna irregardless, I think this is gonna be a really, really close game. Um you know, I, I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm going to pick Texas to win 23 to 21 okay. in this one. Uh, we'll give it one more week and see how Tom Herman responds to, to that game last week in Tulsa. I think the home cooking will help Texas, but we'll see. All right. Next next game is number four, Ohio State, against number 16, TCU. With the last game without Urban Meyer, does Ohio State escape this one, Casey? Yeah, I think Ohio State's just too talented across the board. You know, they've looked good so far this season. Um, I'm saying they're going to beat TCU 42-35. to 35. So I think it may be close. I think it'll be high scoring. Um, I think TCU will do some things, but ultimately Ohio State's going to close this out. Okay, 42-35. All right. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's in AT&T Stadium, so it's technically neutral, but it's TCU home field. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's a, there's a part of me that thinks that TCU can make this interesting. They very well might. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I gotta go Ohio state. So I'm going to go Ohio state 38 TCU 27. Okay. 38, 27 score there. And finally the game of the week, um, big time sec matchup. This one meaning even more than it would have in the, you know, before the first week because of their huge upset win over Miami. This is number 11 LSU against number seven Auburn. Casey, who you got? I got Auburn winning this game. It's at Auburn. Auburn just looks so tough this year. They got a quarterback with Stidham. Looks like they've, re- they've got some good running backs. They're just too strong for LSU. I don't have a lot of faith in LSU this year. I think they're, even though they beat Miami, I think Miami's probably overrated, and I think LSU is overrated. So 27-17, Auburn put it in the books. 27-17, Auburn. I'm going to have to jump on with you. I don't see an LSU upset here because it is in Auburn. If it was in Death Valley, I might be tempted to jump on the LSU train. But since it is in Auburn, I don't see Auburn losing at home. I'm going to go Auburn in this one, and I'm going to go, oh, let's go 31 24 31 24 auburn in that one high scoring huh okay uh relatively yeah um yeah we're gonna go 31 24 so those are our picks for this week check back next week to see how we did and uh hear more on our our season score right now like i said i'm winning five to two we'll see if casey can catch up next week but i'm doing it with that i like the confidence with that, um, Casey, I, we are ready for our final takes of the week. So, Casey, go ahead and give us your final take of the week. Take us out. You know, uh, this week I was, I was uh, watching. I'm not really into tennis, but I was kind of watching the story about the, the game between Serena Williams at the U.S. Open and Naomi Osaka. And there was a lot of controversy. Serena losing her mind over some, some calls, getting some penalties. Uh, breaking a racket, getting pretty upset. And, you know, even, what, what I liked was, even though she lost the game, after the game was over, and Osaka is the first Japanese player to ever win a major singles title, which is pretty cool. 
and uh, she shut she shut Serena down pretty well. And well, what I liked was the gamesmanship with Serena after the game, you know, telling the fans to stop booing because they were booing her and booing the refs. And 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 I thought that was uh, pretty cool of her to say, "Hey, y'all, quit doing it." She played a great game. She deserves to win. So that's that was my my final take this week. Yeah, that that was a pretty interesting interesting thing. Uh, I just saw news headlines and stuff. I didn't watch any videos, but crazy to see Serena go down and you know, like you said, Osaki being the first Japanese woman to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool story there in the tennis world. So thanks for thanks for broadening our horizons there, Casey. Exactly, that's right. We're going to do <laughs> curling soon. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Well. My final take of the week, I'm, I'm sticking with baseball for this week. Uh, this is just too, too good of a story to pass up. Um, if you're not a huge baseball fan, if you are, you already know this name. But if you're not a huge baseball fan, the name to know right now is Shohei Otani. Uh, he came over from Japan to play in the MLB this year. And he is uh, known as the Japanese Babe Ruth. And the reason for that is he pitches and he hits. He, hit, he won the Japanese Home Run Derby, I believe, either last year or two years ago. So the guy can hit, the guy can pitch, and he became the first player with double-digit home runs and multiple wins in a season since 1921 when Babe Ruth did it. He's He's only the fourth player ever to have that stat, along with Jimmy Ryan and Hardy Richardson in the 1800s. You know, totally different ballgame. But since 1900, since the modern era, only Babe Ruth has ever had double-digit home runs and multiple wins in a season. Um, he also set the MLB record for Japanese-born rookies with his 19th homer of the season. He passed Kenji Jojima's record from 2006. So this guy's making headlines. It's really cool to see. It's literally nothing we've seen since Babe Ruth. So really, really cool stuff. The, the ability to pitch and hit in the major leagues. One is hard enough, um, but a super special player in Shohei Otani. Yeah. So there are our final takes. This has been episode one for this week. Um, check back to hear episode two. We're going to go into some cool college traditions, some of our favorite college traditions around the country. So uh, make sure you listen to that. Um, but until next time, uh, subscribe to the channel, um, share with anyone you want, friends and family on any social media platform you want. Um, make sure you leave us a rating or review and, um, yeah, that's it. Check back next week, guys, for more episodes. Thanks guys.